Welcome into the Siouxland Sports Insider Postseason Baseball and Softball Podcast Edition. I'm Marty Millard, joined by my partner, Mitch McCumber. Mitch, how are you? I'm, I'm excited, Marty. Postseason baseball is finally here. We have to say goodbye to baseball and softball, but... You know, this is the best time of year. You see some great competition. Already seen some really good competition towards the end of the year. Uh, This is really when it starts to get – it obviously means more now. And uh, the the baseball that's being played, the game elevates no matter how good your team is or not. Postseason play always gets people going and gets the game elevated. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I do want to mention our sponsor for this segment is – uh, Bob Rose Point After, Terry does a great job supporting us. Also, uh, Bob Rose North End Zone and West Side Pizza as well. So thanks to them uh, for their support during this baseball season. They're already on board for football. So looking forward to that. But uh, let's get to business here right off the top, Mitch, and uh, talk some postseason. Yeah, so you start your our first one, and we'll just go 1A up through 4A yep. for baseball and then go 1A through 5A in softball. Uh, you start off in, in your matchups here. Today being played right now, you know, Rems and St. Mary's, the the cream of the crop for 1A in this area. Absolutely. Playing at Lawton Bronson. Um, Akron Westfield versus Galen. I think that's going to be a really good matchup. You got KP, Ikeem, Manning. Uh, I think KP's probably the – the, the favorite in that matchup. And then Woodbury Central, Newell Fonda. That game could be a, a sleeper game, too. Um, a lot of people, myself included, has Woodbury Central advancing. But that yeah. game could be, if you look too far ahead. Yeah, it's a tricky game. Definitely, because we all want that matchup with the KP Woodbury Central game, yeah. which could happen then on Friday if these teams both were to win. But, you know, I think out of this bracket, you know, you're, you're playing – that game on the the ninth is going to be huge. Uh, it'll be at Kingsley Pearson if they were both teams were to win. Um, throughout the season, it's been nothing short of a, a playoff atmosphere in games. Both teams are very familiar with each other. Mm-hmm. Some guys played on travel ball teams together. Um, and they're, they're very familiar with each other. They've, they've seen the best of the best pitching-wise, hitting-wise. Um, they know each other's schemes, Style and, and I'm, play. I'm yeah. sure there, there's trash talk on the field and off the field. <laughs> yeah. So the, that game is going to be one if you're in a one A bracket around here. That if you have time on Friday, I'd head over to uh, to Kingsley Pearson and catch that game. It's going to be a heck of a game. I would assume a one two run game could even possibly go to extra innings. Should be a great one. Yeah, it'll it'll be a barn burner, and you know it could could come down to whoever's in the bottom of the inning there. Um, you know, could could move on. So. Be a good game, hotly contested. Like you said, I expect a tight game. And, uh, you know, I hate to put the microscope on, but walks and errors will uh, most likely determine who moves on and who puts the gloves away. Absolutely. And you talk about when you go to the other side of the bracket and a team that doesn't look like they commit any sort of errors. And Rems and St. Mary's, it's going to be – I think this is the year for them to to clean sweep out of the district – and to leave no doubt. This is the year they want to, to mm-hmm. go to Carroll. They, they've had it stamped from the beginning of the year. There hasn't been a team around here where I've been like, they can really put up a fight against Rems and St. Mary's. They're just the, – the skill-wise, they have one through nine, their rotation, everything is set up to go to the state tournament. And not only go, I think win. Yeah. I, I think they, they got a good enough team. The way they're pitching – you can't get a hit off against Carter Shore. He's got a .14 ERA on the season. Just been uh, ridiculous. Nine wins. He's pitched almost 50 innings. And then you go to the batting side, and you got uh, Caleb Ortman, who we talked about, and Hunter Pick. 
And those are underclassmen, juniors and sophomores that are hitting the crap Kids out of the ball. Kids will be back, yeah. This this team is just is scary from mm-hmm. every angle. And like I talked about with the schemes they do, with the double steal or the double uh, suicide on the uh, the bunt there, just everything they do in a baseball mind is feels like it's elevated past mm-hmm. just the high school level and stuff that kids haven't seen. And, you know, they've made a run through it. And obviously people are going to have to study up on some film and, you know, get the tendencies down and, and be able to try to limit Rems and St. Mary's from scoring because we know how good they are on the mound. They're not yeah. going to let you score a lot anyways. So it should be, uh, you know, really, really fun to watch this team go. Hopefully they have, let's see, be six or seven more games left in their season and they're able to host a trophy down um, in Carroll when it's all said and done. Yeah, they're they're very good and – um, at least my expectation, I knew they'd be good, but I, to be honest with you, I didn't have them undefeated at this point. You figure with what they lost last year um, to graduation, they would have been, at least been dealt two or three losses by now. Well, but, and yeah, and you you play good teams like you, Kings of Pearson twice, yeah. would be essential twice. Yeah. You're playing teams, Those are around, the, teams. around the area that are yeah. really good, but yeah, so far no blemish on their record. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just mm-hmm. kudos to the guys and the coaching staff that are able yeah. to, to do that going night in and night out, knowing everyone's going to give you their best shot. Very impressive. We'll go to uh, 2A and 2A here in the area. Hinton versus uh, Central Lion. I think the, if you look at the 2A brackets here, Marty, a lot of evenly matched games, a lot of teams that throughout the year may may be in conference, maybe some out of conference games, mm-hmm. really let each other kind of beat the crap out of out of one another. And, and their records are all pretty similar. And a lot of these games go up to coin tosses. Yeah. Now, in Hinton Central Lion, I'm going to be a homer. I do like Hinton in this game. Uh, then you go to West Sioux, West Lion. That one's the yeah, coin flip for me. Coin flip, yeah. Uh, exactly. Esterville Lincoln Central Emmitsburg might be the more lopsided one in the matchup. I think Emmits are uh, Emmitsburg's just a little too out- outmatched. Esterville Lincoln Central's been absolutely on a tear as of late. They could put together a really nice run. They have to stay on the opposite side of the bracket as Van Meter, mm-hmm. but put on a good run, and we could see a basketball state championship right. and a baseball state championship for Esterville in the same year. The way that the bats are going, the way that they've been able to limit runs, they're putting themselves in a position to make it a deep run. It's Like I said, it's going to be so hard if you have to face in round one or two against that Van Meter team, who I believe is your clear-cut favorite in 2A. Just what they do, they have a senior-driven lineup, and they are good everywhere. Yeah, they are. Uh, ERAs are super low. Then they have a, a guy that's just hitting the absolute piss out of the ball mm-hmm. in Reese Moore. He's got 14 home runs on the year, hitting 528. <laughs> and yeah. between him and the other senior, uh, Jack Pettit, they have um, 95 RBIs, RBIs on the season. And th- this team, in, in a sense of, they're the two-way version of what Rems and St. Mary's Yeah, is. exactly. And you know, I, I don't get to see a ton of them. They're not really uh, close to us. But for being able to see what I see on, on a stat sheet, they, they fill every every category. You know, they do commit some errors. I think they have 35 errors on the season. Mm-hmm. Limit those. Or if you're the opposition, try to get them to get into, you know, places where they're uncomfortable. Um, but it's just it's, – it's a team like that. You look at them, they're 33-0. Yeah. And it's like, man, is, is there a team in 2A that can knock them off? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know because, um, I mean, like you, you take a look at them and, you know, the, speaking in terms of Esterville, 
Lincoln Central. Um, their their success on the basketball court just I mean they have such great athletes. They've been on the big stage, so I don't think they're going to be phased by any. Yeah, of it won't be rattled at baseball. all. Yeah, and a lot of those kids come back for f- football this fall, so. They've just successfully piled some very athletic classes together, and they're making hay with those kids right now. Absolutely. And you wrap up that 2A competition with the Battle of the Lakes, Okaboji and Spirit Lake. That game, you know, both teams aren't having as great a years as what they want to, but that game could be a game too where you you run out until extra innings. And then the, the reason that we have the teams that are undefeated and, and have deeper pitching going so far – already implanted in our heads is you're going to have these first round matchups where all of a sudden you're going to be in a six, seven, eight inning grind where you're going to have to go through a rotation piece where you wanted to save for the next day. And the team that's got five, six pitchers deep, just 10 run the team they played. Mm -hmm. And now they're sitting fresh loaded for bear. Yeah. yeah, Loaded with their second best pitcher, if not their best pitcher, Mm -hmm. they're well rested. They just went through a, a game and, and, you know, sad as it may seem it might have felt like batting practice to them and you get into this the the matchups and it's the team that was more evenly matched in round one is so depleted that they can't they can't make up for it so I think to to me like I don't want to ever pencil anyone in because baseball is the craziest sport that there is and you can have one bad day on the mound and and you could have yeah, yeah, I mean, we talk about a .14 ERA. All of a sudden, you can give up six earned runs and, and yeah. lose a game. It can happen. Yeah. But I the, the reason that we pencil them in or, or try to give them the advantage is because of that. They're so yeah. deep in rotations. Over the course of time and innings played, I mean, it all equates it, it, to wins. It'll, it'll yeah. wear on you for sure. Yeah. So, yeah. But, that, I mean, out of one and two, I think there's two clear-cut favorites around the area at least. Mm-hmm. That can make some noise. Esther Lincoln Central in, in 2A. And I really, really like Remsen St. Mary's. I liked them all year. I yeah. uh, just got a really good core unit. Now we get into the the kind of the gray area yeah. in 3 and 4A. It's mm-hmm. just there's so much good baseball being played in the MRAC this year that 3 and 4A is, is it's a wash. Yeah. And, yeah. and we talk about – so there's games to, being played today that will determine the MRAC champion. It could be AL. It could be Sergeant Bluff. Um, you know, East really is the the dependent on that. If East wins both games against Council Bluff, Abraham Lincoln, it's a split. Right. If Abraham Lincoln wins one of the two, then they, they get the all-out uh, lead. And we talked about earlier in the year of how big of a lead Sergeant Bluff Luton had. They, they kind of dropped the ball, no pun intended, mm-hmm. on a couple of the games that they should have won and put themselves in a situation where they're at now. Now they have won three of their last four games. Mm-hmm. They're kind of on the up and up now. They're playing against the Lamar's team, who they have swept throughout the regular season. You're going to have the best pitcher in Lamar's on the mound in Hogue. And I think, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think Bryce Cook will get the start for Sergeant Bluff. Yeah. They were they were tested, and I think in a good way, against MOC in their last game. Great atmosphere. Yeah. Crowd was amazing. Game went back and forth. Tyler Luchin had the game-winning Walk hit. Off. He's played yeah. as – superbly as a sleeper as there is he's a great utility guy plays mm-hmm. all throughout the middle of the infield and his bats really started to come alive uh had to be 
Um, I do not due diligence to give him a shout out. He's been doing a lot of the dirty work yeah. for Sergeant Buff this yeah. whole year because um, we talk about their their heavy hitters in Seperta and Click and Conlin, mm-hmm. and they they got a couple guys that are kind of starting to come to mold and, and be comparable to a team who they could probably see in the second round against in, in Healing, who they know they have their studs mm-hmm. in Gill and Gangler and stuff. And yeah. I think that these matchups are going to be really key uh, on. Because Lamar's game one that they played against Sergeant Buff mm-hmm. lost by a walk-off walk. Yeah. The rest of the games they've gotten beat by six or more runs. But it's like we said, it's the playoffs. You yeah. never know what team you're going to get. Mm-hmm. Lamar's could go out and throw the complete game of his life, throw a gem. You know, Bryce has a couple. I mean, he's a really good pitcher, but he throws a lot. He throws a lot of consistent strikes. Lamar's puts a couple bats on there, and all of a sudden, Sergeant Buff's going in the sixth innings looking at a 2-0 deficit. Yeah. All right. Hold the phones. We want, we want a Sergeant Buff Gila matchup. Yeah. We got to get Sergeant Buff past Lamar's first. Yeah. And, and same thing for Healing. You know, Healing <clears throat> doesn't have a walk in the park. They do play a down-on-the-year uh, Boyden Hall team. But we talk about the, the struggles that they've recently had. You know, Healing – in their last couple games, they lost to West, um, who I think that in the game before they beat them 22 to five, mm-hmm. and then maybe it's just a, a war of attrition that that came in the second game. Mm-hmm. Um, but they've had a couple games this year where they haven't looked themselves. They they we talked about it the whole year. Started off 0 and 5, 0 and 6, or had that long losing streak and have yeah, really rebounded and then rattled some off. Have really um, rebounded back, and it's. All due to their seniors, I, I think. I mean, the the seniors are able – the ones in the the dugout that are like, hey, those five losses, they might not have been on me, but that's on me. That's not you guys. We got to go out. We got to play a solid six, seven innings of baseball and yep. do and what we got to do and play healing ball. And they've been doing that ever since. That key sweep against Sergeant Bluff was huge for them yep. when they won their two games um, at Healing, got them a little bit of momentum. Because now, you I mean, you're probably going to play a team like that, if not – Sergeant Bluff again, second round, and then you play a team that's similar. Um, we would think in a MOC going into the chance to go to state again. So yeah. I think that 3A matchup is going to be just unbelievable. I know you want to talk some numbers and run over some stuff with some guys, but really good matchups MOC versus Sioux Center, Storm Lake versus Spencer, Heelan, Boyden Hall, Sergeant Bluff, Lamars. I think that's as loaded of a conference. Uh, start out for uh, for baseball that starts on Friday, and then the next games will be hosted at Lewis and Clark Park. So it'll be some good baseball to watch out there too, as well. Yeah, exactly. And um, a few of those names that I wanted to mention was um, Coach Coach Andy Osborne at Healand had made mention to me a couple weeks back about kind of how Jackson Freeburns kind of came out of nowhere his senior season, forty two RBIs. And then you've got Steady Eddie, Ian Gill, 10 home runs, 50 RBIs. Um, you know, he's put a season together very similar to what he did last year. So, very consistent hitter. You mentioned he's sitting in that four hole, does a good job. And then Brady Baker, 385, 31 RBIs. And then, you know, obviously, um, Gangler, pitcher, 3-3, three and three, 1.74 ERA and 84 Ks. So, um, it's going to come down to those – particular matchups with Sergeant Bluff and I'll let you speak to the uh, to the Sergeant Bluff kids because 
Um, you're familiar with that roster. You know of those kids very well. And just kind of compare and contrast what, what people might see should this game play out, and I hope it does, uh, next week. Well, it really is just going to depend on what their matchups look like first round. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think Helan can make work of Boydenhall Rock Valley mm-hmm. to where they wouldn't have to throw Gangler first round. Right. Now, I say this, and they held off on Gangler last year. Mm-hmm. And got upset first round. Yeah. So, yeah. and like I said, baseball is the craziest sport to where it'll, yeah, it'll rip your heart out, but it'll also give you the most joy in the world. Mm-hmm. Does Helan want to rest Gangler again, mm-hmm. knowing in the horizon that a matchup with Sergeant Bluff could possibly be there, mm-hmm. but also knowing that, hey, we have to play our best to get to the second round. I think they're okay. They mm-hmm. have depth at pitching. It's not yeah. that Gangler's their only guy. He's just right. a great guy to have in your back pocket Mm -hmm. i think it'll be gangler versus separdo to honestly if you look at it neck and neck probably the two best pitchers in conference and it's going to be a low scoring game at lewiston clark park Mm -hmm. helan does a really good job of when they are able to get a hit in and the thing that everyone taught ian gill is a great hitter great Mm -hmm. power hitter but he's just a great hitter. Yeah. Gets balls very patient, extremely patient. He'll he'll get base hits more often than than home runs, and he just wears on you as the game goes on. He could ha- he could start off three for three with three dink base hits, mm-hmm. and you're like, all right, I'm gonna blow this fastball by him. Not so fast. He lets it yeah. lets his power go, and all of a sudden now he's four for four with three singles and a home run. Yeah. This and that's kind of the identity of of Helan's roster they they mm-hmm. get timely base hits and, and they they're really smart yeah. with with their count and if they get in to a position where they are trying to to get Seeper out of there I mean mm-hmm. Seeper to throw strikes he throws hard yeah, we know this he throws you know he'll be in the zone yes yeah. mid to high 80s the ball is mm-hmm. going to be there it's going to be a strike 95 mm-hmm. percent of the time mm-hmm. you gotta swing the bat yeah and, yeah. and if you swing the bat and make contact you just got to hope that it's in play and in a gap and then just, you know, do your assignments well on the base path. You know, uh, it hasn't really shown behind the plate. Bryce Click's a heck of a catcher, and, mm-hmm. he, and he'll gun you out if he has mm-hmm. to. His numbers haven't been there quite defensively as, as much as what they were in years past, but the threat of the cannon is still behind the plate. They have yeah. some really good pickoff moves. Same thing with Heelan to where in this game – if you get a guy on first base, that guy on first base has to get at least on a pass ball or a pick, like a not a pickoff attempt, but yeah. he has to get in the scoring position yeah. because you're not going to get very many guys in the scoring right. position. Yeah. So if you get a guy to third, you, you better not leave him stranded because that's yeah. I guarantee you if you leave a guy stranded more often than not, that's the winning run that's going to be left on third or second base mm-hmm. in this game. Mm-hmm. So, I mean – if this game plays out the way it's going to, and I think it will, I think both teams are poised and, you know, have their their mindset in the beginning of the year, hey, we want to get to Iowa City. Yep. It's it's Iowa City or bust for both these teams, and I think mm-hmm. this game is going to show it. It's it's a rivalry in every sport now. Um, I feel like the level of playing field has, has evened itself out. In the years past, it was healing dominant in a lot of sports. Now it's pretty even. If not, you might even give the edge to Sergeant Bluff. But this game is going to be the best game played, I think, in all four classes of baseball uh, on what it would be next Monday at Lewis and Clark Park. Yeah, and and to me, 
you know, and I, this might sound like a homer, but both of these teams are deserving of playing in the state tournament. 100%. You know, I mean, I just – they're that good, and it's that competitive just to get to Iowa City um, to, to make a run through this bracket. And that's not to leave out who's on the other side of the bracket either. So there's some really good teams involved and uh, should, should be some great competition. Yeah, and, and we'll talk we, – both Heelan and Sergeant Buff has played MLC, gave them two of their three losses on the year. Yep. MLC has a really good team too. Uh, yeah. Your coach's kid, Edie's uh, – I mean, they're, they're on the base pass, Marty. It's one of the fastest teams I've seen. They, they are mm-hmm. extremely fast. They're willing to sacrifice. They had a couple of counts where they were 0-2 and they were still laying bunts down. Yeah. Don't ever see that ever again. Um, Can you say well over a hundred steals? Yeah, I mean they're they're, they're very mm-hmm. very good on the base path, mm-hmm. um, and super quick. And like they're a team to where if you hit a single, you're like, all right, well normally you just have a pickoff move, yeah. hold the guy on a couple times. They will look a pitcher, mm-hmm. pickoff move after pickoff move, get back to the bag, mm-hmm. very next pitch you're stealing, yeah. and and they're quick and they're decisive on the base pass, and they got some power in their bats too. Uh, Carson Yeager has been uh, a really good catalyst for them all year. They have a deep lineup about one through four is really good, mm-hmm. and then five through nine's good. And, and it, I don't, they don't really have a guy where you're like, ah, there's the weak point of the batting order. There's the weak point of the fielding order. Yeah. They got guys all around that can just play ball. Challenge you. And, yeah. and the, you know, with Weedy up there at Northwestern, you have a college yeah. coach mind yeah. coaching your team the entire year no wonder they've only lost three games right and right. you know they, they play in probably a little bit of weaker conference understandable mm-hmm. but when they had to play against three in competition they put ball games together yeah i mean we i talked about it the game that they played against sergeant buff was a playoff atmosphere game mm-hmm. now you flip that around and more than likely you're gonna have to play at moc yeah. because they are the higher seed Mm-hmm. a whole lot of stuff can change. Now all of a sudden MOC is the home team and has yeah, a chance to bat right. last. So, yeah, yeah it's going to be the, this <laughs> this matchup on who gets to state. It's going to – they are going to earn their right to the state tournament this year, no matter any of the three teams or if there's a different team. Storm Lake is a team we haven't talked about. They're sneakily good. Lamar's has a chance that if they throw Hogue can beat Sergeant Bluff and then they can go on and win too. Mm-hmm. There are some good teams in this, uh, this bracket. There's about four teams, I think, they could really make some noise. MOC, Storm Lake, Bishop Heelan, and Sergeant Bluff. Yeah. Any of those four teams are going to earn their right to state, and they will deserve their right to state. And there's no doubt in my mind about that. Yep. That, uh, I agree with your observation there. All right. We talked about an yep. exciting bracket. We'll talk about – I still think a very exciting bracket, but this goes a little bit to the way of what team we're going to see out of – Sioux City East, and we go to the yeah. 4A bracket. Yeah. Now, Sioux City East lost it and it split with Sioux City West. Mm-hmm. They play their first-round matchup on uh, Thursday, I believe, and that'll be at East High. You know, East is coming off of a doubleheader against AL, so right. they're, I would assume, not pitching anyone. Your first game, you're going to want Hawk up on the mound just to get to that second game, yep. who you would more than likely play the winner, or you're playing the winner of uh, Sioux City North or Southeast Polk. Mm-hmm. Southeast Polk has a little bit better of a resume, so I think you would have faced them. Yeah. I like your chances against Southeast Polk as well. Mm-hmm. Then you have to play Waukee. Yep, Waukee sits up top. Yep. And the, the, the path to get there has always been – East is able to get a couple wins, and then they mm-hmm. play a, a team from the Des Moines area and just aren't able to get over the hump. Yep. Is this the year East gets over the hump? Now, I think you pitch Hawk up first game. You pitch probably 
cooling, I would assume, second game. You get past East, you pitch Hawk up against Waukee and let the chips fall where they may. If you're able to get to State and you're able to get some hits going, absolutely, that's what we want to see. Yep. But you want your best pitcher to pitch that third game to get you to State. Yeah. And if Hawkup's not on the mound, I don't know yeah. what they what they would have done wrong or what they would have had to do to get him there. I mean, he's proven to be their best pitcher yeah. all year consistently. Guys have trouble hitting him. Um, whether it be his arm angle release point, he yeah, throws you, really good off speed. And you're talking about teams that have faced him twice sometimes. Yes. You know, and oh, then even, yeah. you're looking at a Waukee team potentially that, you know, they haven't seen him. So they, exactly. they don't know what his repertoire is, what kind of pitches he throws, just flat out his style of pitching. So he East would have a psychological edge, in my opinion, um, with you him on the mound against a, a team like Waukee. Absolutely. But, uh, and, and your backs are going to be against the wall, too. Like, yeah. I mean, have no doubt you're going to probably – you're going to travel to Waukee. Mm-hmm. They are going to be, the, I mean, the home team, the favorite to win. Go in there and play, base, like, free baseball. Yeah. You're getting an extra game in. Play carefree baseball. Playing with and, house money. May as well and, just, yeah, let it fly. And, and just put together mm-hmm. six, seven, eight innings, however much it takes yeah. yep. to grind out a win. And I think they can do it. I really do. Yeah. Exactly. I just want to make quick mention of a few kids that have kind of really produced this season. Uh, of course, Sioux City West, Skylar Hansen, senior. Um, he's been on a tear the whole season. Uh, still has his batting average up there at 480. 31 RBIs. Uh, Brady Larson, 402. 26 RBIs. And then our, our buddy Drew Benson uh, started off a little slow, but currently batting 378 with 25 RBIs for West. And then you flip the script over to East. Um, I want to make mention of Cole Johnson. Um, He's a senior. He's been a real catalyst uh, for East this year. They were extremely deep last summer, so he didn't get as many innings as, you know, he probably would have liked, but he's really produced this year. He's leading the team in batting at 375, 15 RBIs, and he's 4-2 and two on the mound. And then, uh, of course, Aiden Hawkup that you had mentioned, 352, 13 RBIs, and he's 6-2 and two on the hill there for them. Um, so, you know, so, some great uh, athletes there for East. And, you know, last year they were loaded. This year they do have some good senior leadership. But they have a ton coming back next year, too. So there's a lot to build on uh, for the 2023 season uh, over there at Sioux City East. And then uh, as far as North goes, um, they've got some sophomores producing. Uh, Catcher Stephen Kling, and he also pitches a little bit. Just a sophomore, 296. Uh, Harrell, the running back, uh, sophomore, batting 275. And then uh, another sophomore. They're just loaded with these young pups. Uh, Eli Cedillo, I believe it's pronounced 284, and he leads the team with 25 RBIs. So, and, and North's made a little bit of noise towards the end of the season, too. Yeah, a couple the, games where you're like, all right, North, I see a lot you. more competitive, yeah. Absolutely. Yep. They, they put together a, a late ske- like, sked that you never want to say that will build for next year. But with how young this team is, it's, mm-hmm. it's a build for next year type of team. Mm-hmm. And they put together some quality wins at the end of the year where you're like, all right, yeah, this team's going to be pretty yeah. good next year. Yep. I mean, they had, you know, they're 13 and 26 right now. Um, it doesn't sound real flashy, but if you look over the course of the last five or six games, they've, they've come on like gangbusters. I mean, they've really challenged some good teams and defeated a couple of really good teams. So progress being made there. 
Absolutely. And we'll, we'll look into some – we'll flip over to the girls' side on the softball diamond here. Just run through a couple quick games uh, and get on the way. Since most of the games are actually being played as we speak right, right. now on Wednesday, uh, Rems and St. Mary's, I think, uh, has a chance to go girls and guys yeah. to the state tournament yeah. up, up to four dodge. They start their uh, postseason slate off against the South O'Brien team. I think that they are able to make a quick pass with them. Kingsley Pearson and MMCRU, though, are going to be in a battle, and I think are, are in a one right now um, out of that that region. Mm-hmm. Uh, Westwood gets to battle Akron-Westfield, um, and I think that their their region could be uh, pretty cut and dry. I think Remsen mm-hmm. pulls off on that one. Now you go to – I don't think any real close teams in 2A, but we'll jump up to 3A. Sergeant Buff Luton uh, gets the three seed in, in at a 28-9 record, winning the mm-hmm. MRAC. thought that was a little bit, uh, uh, you know, f- foreshadowing, I guess. Uh, you know, yeah. m- maybe not a lot of confidence in the, in the MRAC conference. But, you know, Sergeant Buff's got to just shut up and play some softball. Just yep. beat the teams that are in front of you and make it to Fort Dodge. They start off against Cherokee, Washington. I think they make easy work of them. Uh, and then they'll probably face off against Harlan. Uh, great football matchup. I think in softball, yeah. you give the matchup still to Sergeant Bluff. The way they've been mm-hmm. playing mm-hmm. this year has been insanely good. And I think they will more than likely get the winner um, of uh, Sedell versus um, uh, Southeast Valley. And mm-hmm. I give that to Sedell. be a great game. It'll be at the higher ranked seed, so it will be away for Sergeant yeah. Bluff. But – Three games separate you mm-hmm. from Fort Dodge. From Fort Dodge, Just yeah. battle, put Simple your head down, put it, yeah. and play. And I think they got a good chance to do so as well. Mm-hmm. Now you move up to, to 4A. Uh, Lamar's faced off against Dennis and Schleswig. I think they could win that game in, in, in advance. The only problem is they run into Dallas Center Grimes the very next game. Uh, Dallas Center Grimes only six blemishes on the year. They've been playing some great softball mm-hmm. and then spencer versus boyden hall gets the uh, the winner of that game gets bishop Heelan, who we had talked about last year was rolling yeah. got to the first round of playoffs lost to okaboji and we're like hold on mm-hmm. so the, the, a lot of the girls that lost from from the year before have that in the back of their mind and granted mm-hmm. they have 11 losses but they're like hey if we if an okaboji team come in and upset us yeah. Who's to say we can't go to Dallas Center Grimes and upset some other some other yeah. people and make it to Fort Dodge? Lesson learned that you can put in play. Absolutely, yeah. I think they have a, a great shot to to go down and and make history <clears throat> and, and you know upset a really good Dallas Center Grimes team and you know kind of avenge the loss that they had last year from Okaboji for the seniors that aren't able to put on a, on a uniform anymore. I think Keelan has a great shot. Yep. Um, and we'll go into the last one. I'm rambling on here, but I got to get the teams through. Yep. Uh, Sioux City North plays Sioux City West. Uh, North won all four matchups this year. West still looking for their first win. I don't think it happens this year. Mm-hmm. Give me uh, North to play, and they have to play the best team in all of softball, yeah. and that's Ford Dodge at Ford Dodge. You want to get to Ford Dodge. Hey, you got there. Yeah. But it's <laughs> it's for a play-in game, and unfortunately I think you got to turn yeah. around. Ford Dodge, I do want to mention, they have a pitcher that's headed to the University of Iowa. So. It, the task I mean, they got, is tall. Yeah, yeah, they they got yeah. some some studs, and then it'll be their first game, so yeah. you'll more than likely see her stick some bats out, get some hits, try to make some noise, do what you got to do, um, and then Ames and Susie East. This one surprised me. So you have one of the best hitters in all of softball mm-hmm. with Sioux City East. They have a better record, yet. The seed, yeah. Are a lower seed and have to go to Ames. I, yeah. I don't I don't quite get that. Yeah. Ames is three wins above uh 
500 yeah. at 21 and 18 and East has is 23 and 15. So played the same amount of games, one less game for East. Yeah. But played around the same amount of games, mm-hmm. have a better overall record in the win column and a better overall record in the loss column and got second in their conference. I don't know if Ames won their conference and that's why maybe it's some Des Moines bias. I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. But if you're East Take that as a sign of disrespect. Yeah. You just got disrespected. Go down, yeah. beat Ames, mm-hmm. then go to the 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 dogs that they are in Fort Dodge. You more than likely know they're going to have to pitch their best pitcher game one because they want to win. Yeah. yeah. Just throw your bats at it and do what you got to do. I mean, we're not. I'm not saying that just because Fort Dodge is 32 and 6 means mm-hmm. they can't lose. Yeah. They obviously can. They've yeah. lost six games on right. the year. Yeah. If you're East, go into Ames. Upset Ames, yeah, upset with quotations. Yeah. Then go into Ford Dodge and hand Ford Dodge your seventh loss. Yeah, absolutely. It's East is a team that has the potential for that. I mean, some of these girls, I mean, they got a whole stack of sophomores that are damn good players. And, you know, I mean, is there really pressure? I don't think so. They're too young to know what it is. So, uh, you know, them heading on the road and, uh, you know, they hit the ball well. So anytime you hit the ball, you got a chance. Yeah, I think Olivia Menser is. Yeah, she's incredible. I th- she's. I think she's second in the state in I softball right. in yep. batting average. Just, mm-hmm. I mean, she's almost hitting five hundred. Like yeah. every, I mean, her batting is almost like you and I flipping a coin. Yeah, yeah. it's it's just it's ridiculous. You don't know what you're gonna get out of her except for she's gonna be on base. Yeah, and you better hope there's people in front of her because she's gonna drive someone in. And, and you know their their fielding has been good. Um, you know they they don't have the worst earn run average. They're they score about eight runs, give up about five. Yeah. So you know they're 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 susceptible to giving up some runs, but when they have to, they've they've really put it on. Now the concerning thing to me is their last couple games. So lost to TJ in softball in a close game, seven to six, and then got beat uh, both times by Bishop Helan. If you ever wanted a good slide going into uh, a, t- a tournament, being the state tournament, you want it to be at the end. Um, but with Ames, they Ames just lost to Waukee Northwest as well, so they're on the they're both on the uh, coming off of a loss. So we'll be see how both teams bounce back. But mm-hmm. if if I'm going to the plate and I'm East and I have uh, Olivia Menser up, I, I'm cool, calm, and collective because I know she's gonna drive through and do what she's got to do for you. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just going to be if they can what they can do on uh, Saturday the ninth at seven o'clock, and that'll be a, a Saturday game down in Ames. Hopefully, they, they get a good crowd down there and yep. are able to handle business. Yeah, that'd be fun. Well, we appreciate you folks listening in. Uh, excited about postseason play here on the baseball diamond and the softball diamond, and uh, we'll we'll talk back at you next week and recap what's going on and put an eye towards the future here as the state tournament kind of comes into the horizon here for us. Thanks to uh, Bob Rose Point After, and we appreciate you listening in. Thank you.